You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. Um, I'm just back from France, so usually when I go back and see my mother and come back the first few weeks when I speak English, a lot of French words will come out, so please forgive me, okay? So just be concentrated on what I'm going to say. So are you okay with the French accent? Yeah? All right, okay. Now, today, this morning, I'm going to talk about something that every Christian will have to go through. If you do not go through, there's a problem with your Christian talk uh, and Christian walk. is temptation. Three years ago, my father passed away in France, and naturally, it was a very hard and a very sad time. And once he passed away, there's grievance. And in the last three years, because I was in France, we're thinking about it. And I was wondering... One day, I don't know when the Lord will request my soul, but one day I will be, I don't know, maybe like my father on his dying bed. And I believe that you will ask questions. What have I done with my life? And my question is, and quite often I ask that, and I make sure I do it regularly, am I a good follower of Christ? Do I fight the good fight? Do I run the right race? It's very important to question that, and not, uh, as the same called the Mokia one, a real question. Really, you have to, to do it, okay? Because challenges in life will come, and when you're married and three kids and children will love you, but <laughs> you are challenged sometimes, you know? They're a source of temptation, you know? You should see me, the anger coming out, you know, just before coming to church on a Sunday morning. Where are your shoes, you know? So... But here we go. So you have to ask those questions. And I believe that even looking at my short life, I'm 18 years a Christian now, and there was a lot of challenges, especially in the early days when I became a Christian. I, I was afraid of what the Muslim community will say or do to me or to my family. And I noticed that every time that I've fallen and every time that I will fall is because of temptation. Now, Michael has a very good picture. Do you know we talk about the other side, the evil, the devil? The devil will never come, do you know, with these hair, like red horns and the fork, and I'm going to tempt you, come and fall. Nobody will fall of that. But he'll play with this, okay? And that's how he's going to do. So uh, to prepare a message like that is very difficult because you question yourself. You look at your own heart. Am I being tempted at the moment? Yes, I am. Do I have struggle in my life? Yes, I do. So it's a very difficult one to prepare, but if we all join me together and we learn today what the, the, the Bible says and the Word of God. So, so far, are you okay with the French Arabic accent? Yeah. And a little bit of East Cork now as well, because I live down there, okay? All right, will you please join me in prayer so we'll receive the Holy Spirit even more and we'll be challenged by His words. So Father God, as we gather together this morning, as we're coming to your presence, it's not about me, it's not about anything here but you and you alone. Let us see our temptation in our lives so we can get closer to you and we can serve you and feel you and receive you. Lord, we are all struggling here and let us see in your word to receive a bit of peace and to get closer to you and to get more wisdom and mature in your word. We ask that in the name of Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 So, First thing, I'm a teacher. Um, Tom, even this morning when I was telling you the message, he said, yeah, you're an engineer. I can see that as well. So I'm going to do it very simply. I'm going to look at the definition of temptation, what is temptation, what is not temptation. Then we're going to see, I believe, the cycle of temptation and how to defend ourselves from temptation. Those are the three parts. 
Okay, so it's not a hard one, but let's look at there. So will we go to the first slide, uh, please? Okay, so one thing that let's not panic. Everybody will get tempted in this very room. Maybe you even tempted now. I don't know. It's between you and God, but it is part of the walk. So do not panic when you get tempted. And I should have had my phone ready for that. Let's see what Hebrew 4.15 says about that. So this is from the, the Word of God. For, do, so for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, and yet he did not sin. So this is a part of our journey. We will be tempted. Everybody has different type of temptation. Some comes in the shape of children, some with husband and wives, and TV, computers, whatever it is, you will be tempted. It's not a sin. The Lord himself was tempted. Let's remember that. And he was showing us something through this. Then the next one. Some people are here that you have to be careful the way you say that, because I know what people meant, but it's dangerous. God does not tempt. God is love. God is our Savior, so he does not tempt. And let me read again from James 1.13 what is written there. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. So there's time of testing. I will give you this. But God does not tempt. It's not me who's saying it. It's written in the Word of God. Take notes of that and go and read that for yourself. Okay? So when there is temptation coming in your life, it's not because God maybe allows it for time to happening, but it's not the source of it. We know the source of it. Is the other side, the evil side, or our own flesh? It's that simple. Okay? So really, the goal of temptation is to take us away. We have a connection with God, and that temptation comes to take us away. For, for example, sometimes my wife goes out in the evening, they meet people or whatever, or meetings or whatever. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'll take a good half an hour, read the Bible, and pray. And we'll see what the Holy Spirit will tell me. Pray for someone, for something, and we'll do it. So my kids are in bed, I'm downstairs on my own, I have my half an hour ready, and I go and start to, to pray. And after five minutes, my flesh tells me, now enough praying, go and have a cup of coffee and a biscuit. All I'm thinking every time I start to pray or fast or anything, the first thing is on my mind is food. It's very interesting. It's, it's, it must be my temptation, do you know? And I like fasting. Generally, I really do. But as soon and then the voice comes like, ah, but you did enough work today. You prayed enough for the people. It's not the quality, it's the quantity. You know this one? It's a great one, isn't it? So, and then, ah, go on, now go. You're allowed to watch Netflix. You've done enough, like, you know? So, but as soon as you start, you see the other side tempting you the other way. There's nothing wrong about coffee and biscuits. Uh, I put that clear, okay? But it is part of life. And as you start to mature as a Christian, you start to see the other side, how he will try to entice you to take you away from that. Okay? So can we go to the next uh, slide? Okay? This is recorded in James 1, verse 14 and 15. And this is the proper definition of temptation. This is recorded in the book of James. James, by the way, very interesting um, a character. If you want to read a book in the Bible, many of them are challenging, but to talk to the point, that's James. According to people, he was Jesus' half-brother on earth, even though he doesn't claim it's there, but he talks to the point. So if you want to be challenging in life, take that book and read it. Okay? So, but each person is tempted. Uh, come back uh, one verse. So, but each person is tempted. 
temptation to... <laughs> but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, gives birth... To the next slide. It's there. Is that? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, there's a, a something missing there. Okay, but basically, it gives birth to death. Okay? So, can you come back? Sorry, yeah, just leave it there. Don't move. So, and here, you have the, the three things, okay? First, you're dragged away by your own desire. It just doesn't happen. For example, um, when I go back to France, uh, I know I talked to you about food, but the one thing I really like about France is the French patisserie. You know, when you go back there, it always, it's funny, it's like all the boulangerie there calling me, come and eat, come and eat. It's just amazing. But obviously, if I had no desire to eat that, it will be nothing to me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, for example, a friend of mine who really, really struggled with alcohol, so he has been part of AA for many years, so he cannot go to pub because of it. I, I have no desire to go to pub, uh, I have no problem with it, but... I can go there for six hours, it'll do nothing to me. We all have different battles. We all have different parts of our flesh who will be desired or enticed. So here we go first, you have our own evil side inside us, our own desire. And then when that has been enticed, it goes into the heart and grows like a plant. Okay? And when that starts to grow, sin takes place and then naturally goes to death. And when that happens, suddenly the voice of God is put on the side, and your own voice or the other side will take you away. That's how it does happen. It's that simple. But one thing that you have to do, which is not easy to be a Christian, is to recognize that. The life of a Christian is not easy because you have to look yourself in the own eye, in the mirror, and really say, yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I do fall that. I am weak in those areas. It's not easy to say it, especially not out loud, but you have to do it. And I found that since I have children, it really challenged me more. It makes me question because it's my first time in my life where I start to see society not for my own, myself, but for somebody else that I really, really care. It's very interesting. Okay? And the life of Christian is like this. But, you know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, nowadays it's harder to be a Christian or we will fall more because we have TV, we have satellite, we have uh, internet and all that. Yes, those are all distractions, can entice you and take you away. But the truth is that cycle, that frequency, whatever you want, has happened from the beginning, from Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve didn't have internet, didn't have people around them to really push them a certain way, and yet they fell. That exactly cycle happened to them as well. So if we can go to the next side, and let's look at this. So this is recorded in Genesis 3, verse 1 to 3, okay? Everybody knows the story, but let's look at it. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God has made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. Okay? So, can you go to the next one? You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable, for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. 
And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. And then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made covering for them. And here, that cycle, that pattern that you see in James that we just read is happening here as well. It's very interesting. So the serpent out of nowhere. Can we go to the next one, please? The first part, okay, I believe is an illusion. I believe that the other side, our flesh, will use that to entice us in our own uh, flesh desire, okay? The serpent, when he came, he didn't say to her, would you like to be the next uh, best singer in the world? Or would you like to be the president of Ireland? Or would you like to be the fastest runner 100 meters? Whatever people are seeking, or the best soccer player in the world, or whatever. He didn't come with that. He came with that very simple, he took God's word, and he put a, a mirage, an illusion. Did God really say that to you? And he planted the seed. Really, it's not a big deal, but what do you think about it? And that's how it started, with just one question. And as written, dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. So she wanted to gain wisdom like God. There's nothing wrong with that. You'll never go to the level of God, naturally. But yes, I'd like to get wisdom in my life. Everyone does. And it started like that. When I was doing research uh, on that, a lot of people wrote a lot of theory about why it was Eve tempted first and all that. It's not written in the Bible. So stop adding to the word of God. We know it was her and end of story. Stop saying this or that. This is the way it happened. Both of them sinned, Adam and Eve. Okay? So here we go. She was there. Okay? So very interesting. He came with that questions. And then suddenly, it changed. And I believe the snake is sneaky. Sorry to repeat that. But uh, I work with computers, okay? So this is my own opinion. Viruses on computers have changed in the last few years. There's a new type of virus, the way it works, okay? They send a virus on your computer. The computer comes and sits in your computer and doesn't move. Do nothing. Just stay there and watch for six months, 12 months even. Do nothing. And they start to see there is a pattern in your way that you use your computer. So for example, they notice that Monday morning from half seven onwards until roughly 11, everybody check their email at work, okay? Then if you are a student or a teacher or a manager, depending, your computer is used differently. A manager will be using more you know, a database or Excel sheets or whatever, but not heavy processing. For example, people are doing 3D design. Do you know what I mean? It's different. So for six months, they gather that information. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, they send one little piece of information that Farad, uh, every morning, on Monday morning, at 9 o'clock, checks his email. Send us one piece of information and send back to the server and check. Have I been detected? Has something happened? And then viruses grows and mess happen. I believe the snake was like that. It used to come out of nowhere and said, what will I do today? Do you know what? I'm going to annoy Eve. She annoyed me yesterday, do you know? So he went to Eve. Eve apparently can speak snake's language. That's another thing as well I don't get. But here we go. Goes there. And he noticed something. Maybe he noticed that she wanted to get wisdom. Maybe he noticed something in her behavior that will attract her. And he came. And he put that question to her. And suddenly, what was pleasing, or sorry, what was forbidden not to touch, suddenly, it's like a filter on it. Well, it's not as bad. Do you know what I mean? I'm married to my wife, but going to this woman is not that bad. 
Yes, I was supposed to do that. I cheated at the exam, but it's not really I need to get that paper to go to that next level. And suddenly, what was forbidden, we start to make sense of it. And the word of God starts to go, dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. That's the first part. Then the next one. When that happened, desire that was attracting you grows and sin is conceived and wisdom from flesh, not God. At that moment, the first step has made. At that step, your momentum has started. When that is coming into your heart, you have started to do the first step, the second step. And you're not looking at God, you're looking at the fruit. Before I forget, I forgot to say that at the beginning. I know well in the Bible, it's not an apple, it's written the fruit. I just went with the stereotypes that everybody taking, okay? So do not come and complain about it at the end, okay? I won't listen to you anyway, all right? But here we go, okay? So, and at that stage, what you're not supposed to do, you start to look at a different way, but then now, you thought is controlled by another desire. What was God is gone at this stage, and that's why I said, and after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. The trouble have already started here in our own life including myself. If when you stop and you think, you've already started. And you could see there, yeah, not the fruit. The fruit was forbidden. Now it's appealing. It's juicy. We like it. Let's go there, whatever is the reason. And can we go to the next slide? And then they ate the fruit and death. At that stage, it's fully grown. Your sense of right and wrong is clouded. And it's too late. You have been enticed, and it's very hard to come back after that. It's not impossible, but it does happen. And I believe, in my humble opinion, that's what is the definitions there. So that has happened from the beginning. Do you know what I mean? From the very beginning, even though there was no internet, there was nothing. Yes, there are all tools that can push us away on the side, but he was there from the beginning. With a sense where she wanted to have more desire, or more wisdom. And yet, it was her own wisdom. Adam owns wisdom not God's wisdom. And we all fall, and I have to confess, I have one of them. Tom said I was a Muslim before, and from the age of 14, 15, we did what we call Ramadan. Ramadan is one month fasting, okay? I loved it back then. I didn't know Jesus personally, but I liked it because my mother made it like it was Christmas. You come in the evening, and you have this fragrance of food. My goodness, it's something else. Okay, it was lovely. Now I'm an adult, you have to think of cooking and preparing is a different story. But my mother was good enough to do all that. So it, it was beautiful, but at a very young age, I trained to fast. But when I fast there, when I used to fast as a Muslim, I didn't drink or didn't eat all day long. Okay, even in the school where I was when I was 16 or 17, I sometimes, as a Muslim, I, I remove myself, try to really focus on back then on Allah. I didn't know him like I do Jesus, obviously, now. And I really try to seek God. And I found it difficult back then because there were so many things happening. But sometimes, even though you're a new creature that, you know, Michael spoke last week, you bring things from the past with you. And when I fast, and generally I do like fasting, but sometimes I fall back in my old self. I do not drink. I do not eat. If I do certain things, I feel guilty again. I'm like, enough with this. I'm a new creature. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation to those who believe in Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 8. So let's not fall that. But I bring that self-righteousness, that religious background with me. And when you do this, you start to sin. 
very quickly after that. Not maybe big scenes go crazy, but you start to see you're a different person, not the man that God wants you to be. Do you know what I mean? So it all comes in different ways. So I'm not going to ask you what is your sin, what is your temptation, but I just know that for sure we all have them. And I'm going to take 30 seconds before we go to the next part, to see how we can combat, how we can fight, how we can defend against that. But we're going to take a 30-second prayer between you and God to say to God, what is my temptation? God, this is my temptation. Please help me. Or sometimes I do that in the morning. I open up the Bible and I say to God, God, I don't even want to read your word today. Please help me. So confess because some people like temptation. It is beautiful. It will attract you. It's not just, but once you start to see for what it is, it's not as pretty as it seems to be. Okay? Will you join me? 30 seconds? Just between you and God, okay? So, Father God, as we gather in this room, we know the Holy Spirit is present here. And Lord, search our hearts so we'll come out victorious. Show us those temptations in our life not about temptation, but how it prevents us to get closer to you. Oh Lord, just help us this morning to see for every one of us that this temptation needs to be controlled and that you will show us how to do it so we can get closer to you, that we can receive the full love of God. It's between you and God. We ask that in the name of Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as we said, as we've seen, we all have temptation in our life. So let's look at how God, the Lord himself, the Lord himself, he went and he went and he fasted for 40 days. He went to the wilderness, the desert, for 40 days to fight temptation. Last year, somebody showed me a, a nice little blog, a, an article, and they call it Vision 2020. I think it was a very good imagery. When you read a verse in the Bible, if you want to have perfect vision, they give you 20 after 20, and that person said, you should read the, verse, the 20 verses before and the 20 verses after. Number 20 has no meaning in, like that in the Bible. I'm not saying it's religious or whatever, but it's true. When you want to read something topical in the Bible, read the chapter after and read the chapter before. You really start to see it. So here in, in, in Luke 4, it's recorded when the Lord himself was filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the first key. And he went and was tempted with Jesus Christ. If I do that and I read a chapter before, the chapter before, there's a nice title, Genealogy, Baptism, and Temptation of the Lord. You know, it's going through all that. So it starts with the baptism. When the Lord himself got baptized, a voice from heaven came, the Lord, the God, the Father himself, and declared, this is my son who I'm well pleased. God himself, this is the son of God on earth. This is my true son. And then in Luke, is the, the, the genealogy in the New Testament, he goes as far as Adam. And he goes all the way and he's finished with son of God. So he declares all that. So that is just the 20 verses before that. And then we'll go. And the first thing is that the Lord himself was filled with the Holy Spirit. I love when you read the Bible and you know a story by heart nearly. And you go back and you see something you haven't seen before. In my life, and this is it, I'm just going to use an example. Let's go back to food. Obviously, you have a problem with food. Um, and let's talk those lovely pâtisseries in France, okay? They tempt me. They called me. So if I eat too many of them, I'll get sick. But naturally, if somebody would come to me and say, Farad, 
do not go there around four o'clock. Go and walk the other way. Do you understand that? Temptation is here. Go the other way. The Lord, filled with the Holy Spirit, went towards temptation. It's very interesting, the dynamic of it. Only God himself can do that. Only the Son of God can do that. And he came, he showed us that he was victorious. Then the other thing, everything is at stake because Adam and Eve were tempted and they fell. If the Lord himself would have fallen, we would have no savior. Now we know it didn't happen, thank God. But can you see the battle is going to happen there? So the devil knows that and is going to tempt our Lord so we'll have no salvation to destroy the plan of God. And there he goes. And the first one, filled with the Holy Spirit, look at the cheekiness of the devil. He says, if you are the son of God. That's the first line. If you are the son of God. Chapter 3, God himself from the cloud said, this is my son who I'm well pleased with. Then we see the genealogy says and finish with son of God. And he comes here, try to plant a seed. It tempt him with, sorry now, but sex or gluttony or anything like this that we see like, you know, everywhere at the moment. But he came with a question, are you really the son of God? Will I try to tempt you with this? And he started with this. And when we combat our temptation life, it's with the Holy Spirit. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to ask God and the willingness and the humbleness to do that, to be able to fight those temptations. That's the first one he started. The, um, so that's the first one. The second one, the Lord himself took 40 days and he went to solitude. Sometimes to hear God's voice, you have to go in a place where God is center. There is no distraction around us. And that's the only way to hear God. Do you see what I'm saying? We are all busy. If you do not hear God, somebody said to me, read the Bible for one month. Non-stop. Just read the Bible. And we'll see if you, need, you don't hear from God. I challenge everyone with that. Everyone. So he went because... Wherever I go, for example, when I was studying and preparing for this week and, you know, you, you do the final changes, then after a half an hour, 40 minutes, you're a bit tired, so I'll have a little break. I go on YouTube and I look at stuff with computers, you know, Linux and Chrome OS and stuff, I mean, computers. Half an hour later, I just don't know what just happened, you know, you're just like, oh, complete distractions. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it, you know, and I could do more of it, you know, and I love as well math, so I'll go and try to do algorithm. I really like it. But that takes me away from reading the Word of God. There is a place for it. There is a time you have to go and seek for God. And yes, when you'll do that, as soon as I fast, you know, all I think in my mind is food. It's natural. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to learn how to do this. So filled with the Holy Spirit. Then you and God. Sometimes it can be in a room, close the door, maybe early in the morning, late at night. We all have different rhythm. We all have different DNA. Some people, I, I remember Tom said that, some people, they hear worship, and it's like electrics going through them. For me, it's the word of God, and especially the book of Proverbs. I would love to have the brain to know that all by heart. Really do. I don't, but here we go. So if you want to hear God's voice, quietness around it. And then he said, 40 days of fasting. I'm not asking you to fast for 40 days, but if the Lord is telling you, I would advise you to do it. I remember years ago, 
um, there was issues at home with my sister and all that. So I said, you know what? I'm a Christian now. Let's go and fast. So I started to read from Monday morning, you know, because you start at 9 o'clock. I don't know why. So I started Monday morning, 9 o'clock. And I said, okay, I'm going to fast. And I was expecting to fast for the seven days uh, nonstop. So I said, I knew the first day or two will be okay. But after that, I expected it to be hard. So I said, okay, let's read the Word of God. Where will I start? He said, okay, let's start in Genesis. You know, it's the beginning. So I start, and you see with the two brothers, uh, uh, um, Abel and Cain. And through that, God spoke to me. And he showed me what to do for the family and for me. And not only that, he showed me the love of God from the beginning. And I felt the Holy Spirit is okay. You don't have to fast anymore. I, you know, like uh, you heard, you learned what I want you to learn. That was just after one day. I was ecstatic. You know, like, yes, you know, like only one day, not seven. Like, you know, it's great. Sometimes it happens. You know, I'm still human, you know. So, but here we go. You have to go and fast. And I noticed when I learned fasting, when I don't eat or don't drink, whatever the amount of days you do. I learned that I have a better control in my life for certain things, over food, over time. When I go and say I pray, I'm better control as well with the Holy Spirit, not on my own. And I fall sometimes I do it by myself. But when you learn how to do that, when you put God first and you really go to it, you will learn that. And I'll tell you, suddenly fasting becomes sweet. It's absolutely a lovely, lovely time, but it makes you stronger. So who will join me 40 days fasting now? <laughs> no? All right, okay. But here we go. And I, I read that online. This person said, you know, when the appetite, the physical, how do you say that? So let me read that again. When the physical appetite need decrease, the spiritual need increase. It's so true. It is so true. It's amazing how you can learn to see things, how you start to see things about yourself, which end up quite often when you pray for somebody, change them. God said, well, look at your heart first, and then we'll change the person. Okay? And then the last one. Do you know how God on earth answered back to the devil? He used the word of God. Where do we find the word of God? In the Bible. How do we see it? You read it. It's not rocket science. You read it. I tell that to my students, you know, when they ask me, what will come at the exam? What should you study? Study everything we've done in the year. Open your book first. And then we'll do that, not the night before. Do you know what I mean? Now, there's nothing impossible for God. You can be at the verge of, you're just going to pass away and he can save you. I know that, but let's not tempt it. Read the word of God. Even if you don't feel like it, be honest about it. When the Lord himself left, he left her with two things his word, and the Holy Spirit. So maybe we should use it more. Do you know what I mean? And that's how, in my humble opinion, I believe that temptation can be tackled there. Amen? Amen. So will you please stand up with me? I'll ask the worship team to come here. I am not going to ask you to come forward. I am not going to ask you to tell me what is your temptation. If God is telling you to fast, please do fast. If God is doing something inside you and asking you to read more of your Bible, please do it. If you don't know what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit, ask and you shall receive. But be true and be honest about it. Because one day, like my father, you'll be on your deathbed and you will question it. Have I fought the good fight? So we're going to worship together just for a minute. And then we're all going to pray collectively for our temptation in our lives to be changed or to have a control over it or even more, maybe to have somebody 
will come along and help you so you can confess your sin, which is biblical as well. Will you do that with me? Amen. So let's worship and then we'll, I'll close in prayers. Though the tears may fall, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. Though my heart may fail, my song will rise, my song will rise to you. While there's breath in my lungs, I will praise you, Lord. In the dead of night, I lift my eyes, I lift my eyes to you. When the waters rise, I lift my eyes, I lift my eyes to you. While there's hope in this heart, I will praise you. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Let's really believe that. Let's do it. So let's pray together and then we'll, Tom will take over the meeting. So Father God, as we gather together here, as we come to your presence, Lord, you know our hearts, you know our fights, we know we are. To some people, temptation is a big part of their life and they cannot handle it. And this morning, Lord, I just ask you for a light in the life, to have clearance, those, those clouds will be gone and the light of your countenance will come upon them that you will bless them and protect them and that your word will become real and will become a fortress in their life lord let them see hope through faith in christ jesus lord jesus for the people who long to go more mature with you and as they get more mature with you as you go more towards the light the sins in our life appears more there is more grievance that is part of the work as a Christian. So Lord, to those people, I just ask you that you will show them how to fight the good fight and to keep the faith. When I was preparing, I saw a very good picture about an eagle. You know the eagle, when he go and fights the snake, he doesn't fight the snake on the ground because he knows that the snake will win. What he does, he uses claws that God gave him, take the snake and bring it up there in the air. In the air, a snake is useless. And like that is the same. When we have things in our life, take that to the heavens. Take that to God. Up there, the snake is useless. Up there, temptation is nothing. But with God, we can do it. Amen. So, Father God, for everyone in this room, Lord, let us believe in your word again. Give us that strength in you. Fill us with the Holy Spirit so we can do it. Let us see for truly what the Lord has done for us. As we take the bread and wine, as we gather together, but give us deliverance from that in our life. And we ask that in the name of Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Let's just take two minutes before we finish. Um, just to add on and just to confirm what Farad was saying. I felt the Holy Spirit saying, I saw a vision of a candle that was about to go out. But it was the breath of the evil one. <sighs> <sighs> trying to put out the light 
of that candle and I felt the Lord just giving maybe it's a temptation or something that has been dragging you down and I felt the Lord saying God's breath will come upon you instead of the enemy's breath the breath of the Holy Spirit the wind of the Holy Spirit so some here have known that breath and it's like your light has almost gone out and I don't believe Jesus wants you leaving here with that light almost gone out so let's do a little bit of business with God in the couple of minutes we have left. If you're willing to put up your hand and say, I have felt that this week and I don't want that to be my future. Go and ask that you lift up your hand. You have to own it. There's a bravery in this. And I respect those who are willing to admit that. Guys, please don't slink away. Would you come and join me? I know we've done the breaking of bread. Just those guys who put up their hands. Would you come up? We're going to pray. Farad, would you help me? Would you come up? Let's pray God's strength in you. I have lived too long and seen too many good Christians faint and fall away from the Lord. And I certainly don't want to see any more like that. Could you just make your way up a little closer? There's others coming up behind you. I'm going to do a collective prayer, and I'm going to ask Farah just to just a couple of seconds if you put your hand on each person's head. Can I ask all of you to lift your hands? Because you're calling on the Lord to give you his strength instead of the enemy trying to put out the light in your life. We pray now by God's Holy Spirit that whatever the work of Satan has been in your head, or in your heart, in your relationships, in your temptations, in your dreams, in your body. May the Holy Spirit's breath come upon you now. And instead of the light being quenched in your heart, I pray the contrary in Jesus' name. I pray God's wind of his Holy Spirit would blow through you and that your heart would be on fire and that your mind would be engaged with the powerful and the wonderful and the eternal truth of God and what he has for your future, for your life, for your loved ones. And so we pray now, Satan, hands off in Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that? No, you got to say it louder. You have to open it. Hands off these lives. These are the daughters. These are the sons of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we love them. And how much more do you love them? So with a jealous and a godly prayer, we pray a circle of protection around your mind and around your heart. May you never fall. And may the Lord protect you and bless your future. May you draw your strength from him in Jesus' name. Can we say amen? Yeah. Amen. If Farad hasn't laid hands on you, just, just stay a minute or two and he'll just pray for you very briefly. If he's prayed for you, you can go back to your seats. The guys are going to play us out. We've got coffee upstairs in our big community area if you can join us. If you need to go, God bless you. We really appreciate you coming in. Hope to see you next Sunday. Over to John and the team. And God bless your week ahead. Amen. <laughs>